Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast. We're developing a long-lasting, happy marriage is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, I'm hosting a live episode on Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30 Mountain Standard Time where I take phone calls with any questions about marriage. So be sure to call me at my new number of 303-596-6836 Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30 Mountain Standard Time. Again, that's 303-596-6836. Today I'm focusing on five things to do when feeling hopeless in your marriage. We all have been there. If you've been married for any length of time, most likely you have gone through pockets where you feel hopeless. You don't know if things are going to get better. You don't know if you're going to be able to make it. You don't know if your needs are ever going to be met and you start feeling hopeless. And what do you do? So here's some ideas today on what to do if and when you start feeling hopeless. And some of you may be feeling hopeless right now. And that's why you're listening to this. Step one I would encourage you to consider is rest. When we are feeling hopeless, it takes so much emotional drain. It taxes our body emotionally and physically. And we need to tend to ourselves. When you are in a hopeless state in your marriage, it's severe stress. And so a first suggestion is to rest. And resting may mean you take a day away just for yourself. Or perhaps perhaps you take a, an overnight away just by yourself, somewhere away from your environment, away from your house, away from your kids, away from your marriage. Just getting away. Because getting away is such a, a an ideal time to tend to your needs, to improve your self-care, to have time to think, to have time to self-soothe. And it gives you time to gain perspective. When you're in your marriage and you're in your home and you're in that relationship day in and day out, you can start losing perspective on what is really going on and what do you really feel and what's the issue and how could things get better. We get swirled up like we're in a blender and we lose perspective. And so getting away to rest is a vital thing to do if you're feeling hopeless. Number two is support. You need to be reaching out to at least one to two close friends if you are feeling hopeless in your marriage. A lot of people don't even have one or two close friends to reach out to. So if that's you, you may need to start by just joining some groups to cultivate some friends. Usually if someone's isolated or alone, they need help with creating more community and they may need help with how to even connect on that deeper level. So that may be you. 
But if you have friends, and if you have one or two close friends, make sure you turn to them when you're feeling hopeless in your marriage. You need some people in your life that you can be transparent with and open with and really let your guard down and let your hair down to really share how you're really feeling. When it's all inside of you and you're stuffing it down, that compromises your immune system and that will compromise your your mental and physical health. We're wired for connection. We're social creatures, especially when we're in distress. So you need to have one to two close friends. If you don't have that, to start nurturing that. And you need to meet with these people so that you can share your heart and you can share your struggles and you can share your hopelessness. And I've been in that situation in our marriage a few times where I felt hopeless. And thankfully, I had one to two buddies that I was able to turn to. We'd go out for dinner or we'd go out for coffee or we'd talk on the phone and I would just unload and share with them all of my distress and my hopelessness that I was feeling. And it was so helpful to have their feedback, so helpful to have their perspective, so helpful to have their encouragement. And when I would walk away from those encounters, I didn't feel alone. Because when we're feeling hopeless, it's one of the most profound, alone feelings there is. And it makes it even worse. So I encourage you to reach out and to share your distress of hopelessness with someone else. Number three is reflect on your part. So the dynamic you're struggling with in your marriage or the season you're struggling with, reflect on what is your part. In what way are you making things worse? Perhaps your spouse owns the majority or should be owning the majority of the problem, but perhaps you're reacting in a way that's making it worse. Or perhaps you've done some things that have influenced them to behave in the way that's hurting you. What's your part? Look for your part because your part is all that you can control. And if you can discern what your part is, that gives you some focus on where you can make progress. And that takes away some of the hopeless feeling. Because if you can track what your part is, what your contribution is, and therefore how you can improve your part, which is under your control, now you have some agency so you don't feel as hopeless. So that's a vital component is reflect on what is your part. Number four, reflect on their part. You want to tease apart here what's your side and what's your partner's side. So step four is reflecting on their part. So what's the issue with your spouse that's creating hopelessness for you? What is their blind spot? How much do they have unhealed trauma? How much are they indifferent to your needs? How much are they self-absorbed? How much do they have destructive behaviors that they're not taking ownership for? What is it? What is your spouse's part? Because you want to become clear on what that is as well. Step number five is you want to assess. And the assess recommendation involves seeing a counselor, seeing a marriage counselor. If you're listening to this and you are at an impasse and you feel like you can't make progress, you're hitting a wall with trying to talk through issues or make headway, you need to see a marriage counselor. And there's such resistance to seeing marriage counselors. And I can relate to this. 
I'm a marriage counselor myself. I'm a psychologist. I specialize in marriage counseling. And when my wife and I went through a really hard season in our marriage, when we were going through winter, I was resistant for us to see a marriage counselor because I am one. And so I felt some shame around that, that I couldn't fix my own marriage. But I realized through that season that you can't become a therapist for your own marriage because your spouse isn't receptive to your thoughts or feedback. You have blind spots you can't see. And so I learned through that season that we all can benefit through therapy, whether you're a therapist or not a therapist. And every therapist needs a therapist. So I just want to encourage you, if you have stigma around seeing a marriage counselor, try to get over it. Because when you get at an impasse and you are not making progress, you need outside help. And we reach out for help in all sorts of areas. If we have the flu or pneumonia, we go see a medical doctor. If we something breaks on our car, we go see the mechanic, et cetera, et cetera. If our, we have a cavity, we go see the dentist. We see professionals every day for all sorts of problems that we can't fix ourselves. And marriage is no different. And so if you start hitting a wall, you start hitting an impasse, don't wait until you are on your last leg and hanging on by a thread. Reach out for support with a marriage therapist so you can get someone to talk through the issues with, with you and your spouse there together. Now, part of this assess tip as well, step number five, is once you're seeing a marriage therapist for a good three to six months, There's two things that can happen. The first thing is you can see progress. You can see that your spouse is making changes. You can see that they're trying and may not be perfect yet. It may never be perfect, but at least you see that they're taking strides. They're open to your your heart. They're open to your stress and your strain, and they are receptive. They're trying, and they're, they're trying to make some headway, and they're actually making some changes. That's the optimal, and that gives you hope. There's another thing that can happen when you're seeing a marriage counselor where you are all in and you're trying to work on things and you're trying to improve things, but your spouse is disengaged. They won't take ownership for their part. They're not trying to make changes. They're indifferent to the counseling. They're resistant to the counseling and they are hard hearted. Even though you've been going to see a marriage counselor for three to six months, you still don't see a change in their attitude, in their heart, or in their effort to change. And if that's your situation, I would recommend getting a separation. Because in that situation, it becomes toxic and it's unhealthy for both of you. It can become enabling for your spouse because they don't care and it's damaging for you. So if that occurs, you've seen a marriage counselor for three to six months, your spouse is making no effort, no change, separation is the recommendation. And a lot of times through that separation, ideally, that will grab your your, the spouse's attention who has been hard-hearted and finally they're willing to work on things. Sometimes it has to come to that. So those are some suggestions to consider. So five things to do when feeling hopeless. Number one is rest. Number two is Reach out for support with close friends. Number three is reflect on your part. Number four is reflect on their part. And number five is assess. And assess includes seeing a marriage counselor. And if there's change, you'll have hope. And if there's not change, consider a separation. 
Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com and check out my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Fisher. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-E-R. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash marriage steps. Also, if you're happily married, I would love to have you on the show to hear your story and have you do a we're in love scream so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.